Well, good morning. Welcome to Arise Church Denver. Glad to see all of your smiling faces today. And if today's your first day, welcome. You're in the right place. Thanks for being with us. My name is Jimmy Smith, and uh, I'm part of the global outreach team here at Arise. And we have some really exciting stuff to share with you today. Uh, First off, we have our team that is going to Estonia next month, very, very soon. Just July 8th, we're just a week and a half away of departing and heading to Estonia for our summer ministry there. It was quite a, a, a road to get there this year. We had to get special permission from the government for to be able to enter the country. And after we got through all of that difficult work, on Monday they opened up the country to whoever wants to come. So I have the document just in case things change, but we're very excited to be able to go and serve with Beth Ann uh, this summer. And we'll be there about two weeks. This is our team, uh, Stephanie, Anisha, Hunter, and myself. And uh, please, please be praying for us. Uh, again, we leave on the 8th. We'll be there through the 24th. Please be praying for our ministry, for our travel, for our health, all those things, just that God would have a, a great covering over our time, that we'll be able to share the gospel effectively and with, uh, with uh, fruitfulness. And uh, also, just if you can, we, we're still trying to get over the top for our, our support uh, for the team to go. We're about $2,500 off, I think, at this moment. We've got a week and a half to go here, so we're getting pretty close. Uh, if you'd like to help one of the team members uh, cross the finish line with their, with their fundraising, you can do that at AriseDenver.com and just go to the Global Outreach section or forward slash Global Outreach. At the very top of the page, there will be a link to click on that. You can support one of the individuals, or if you just want to give to the team and we'll figure out where it needs to go best, you can do that as well. And so I'd encourage you to, to help us get over the top of that if you can. So be praying for our team. We're excited about going. And then next year, you should be praying about going too when we take another team back next summer. All right, the next thing is very exciting, and really the, the highlight of today is we have Crick and Mindy Poyer uh, with us today in our services. So Crick and Mindy, come on up. Yeah. Give them a hand as they come up. So Crick and Mindy are missionaries in Estonia, and so while they're here, we're going to go do their work for them in Estonia next week. Now, um, they're on home assignment here for a couple months, and I love these guys so much, um, and they have been in Estonia for many, many years now. I'll let him tell all those stories. But this is 2021. In 2011, we started supporting them as a church. So we've been in partnership with them for 10 years now, uh, financially blessing their ministry. Yeah. And beyond that, last year, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, their sending church here in Denver had to close their doors. And so they didn't have a sending church anymore. And so we adopted them. And so we are now their ascending church. You know, when you adopt somebody, it's because you really want to do that, right? And so we love these guys. We really wanted to be their ascending church. And so now we're that, that solid uh, platform for them. Uh, and so we're thankful that they're here to share with us today. Can I get nostalgic for just a quick minute? I um, sound like the old guy for a sec. Back in 2009, I'm sitting at my desk. Uh, this was before we had this building. We were still meeting in the school. We had offices over in Stapleton, kind of where the Grove apartment building is. It was just kind of this little office space. Anyway, I got this letter in, in, the, in the mail, and, uh, you know, we get lots of letters from missionaries. Uh, and so sometimes you can help out, and sometimes you can't. And, but this one caught my attention. I had a DVD inside. And this that was, was advanced. Yeah, this was many, many was moons advanced. ago. And uh, so I pulled out the DVD, dropped it on my computer, and watched it. And it was a little cheesy. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it got my attention. And for one, two reasons mainly is that... Um, they were with Converge, so we're part of Converge, this network of churches in the U.S., and so they were being sent out through Converge, and they were at a Converge church in Denver. And I'm like, well, if we're going to talk to any missionaries, that ought to be the ones with our movement and the ones that are in Denver, and I said, all right. So I picked up the phone, called Craig, hey, got your cheesy DVD, would love to meet with you. 
And uh, so we met, and I'm telling you, we just became fast friends uh, from that moment. And then my wife and I got with, together with Mindy and Craig, and we, we talked, and you were pregnant with, um, with Faith at the time. And then in 2000, so we started the partnership then, and then in 2013, after they'd been on the field for a year, we sent our first team to start working in Estonia. And so this is now our sixth team, I believe, that we're sending over to, uh, this summer as part of that. In 2013, there was a very special person on that trip named Bethann Erickson. And Bethann Erickson, as you know, that was the beginning of her journey to now be a full-time career missionary in Estonia as well, sent out of our church. So I'm so glad I opened that letter. Uh, so many wonderful things have come out of that personally in my own life, in the life of our church. All the great ministry things you're going to hear about today, we are a part of. Like, because we are supporting them, because they are sent missionaries, like, we get to celebrate and all this great stuff, all these stories that Crick's going to share today, and they're really good. I got to hear them first service, and so we're very excited for them. But uh, please just give these guys a hand. Bless them. Welcome them to our church. And um, you're in for a good message today, and guys, we're so thankful for you. Love you so much. All right, go get them. Good morning. Oh, you guys were a little bit better than the 9 o'clock service. You must have had an extra cup of coffee or something to really wake you up. Uh, well, wow, it's so great to be here, uh, finally, after a 12-month delay due to the pandemic, not being able to leave Estonia. Uh, it just feels so good to be here. And um, the series that the church is going through is beyond our walls. And really, this church is all about that, going beyond the four walls of this church into their community and around the world. And we've seen for the past 10 years how Arise Church had partnered with us uh, to physically go there, to pray for us, to, to financially support different projects, various different things. Uh, so we're just so thankful to have Arise Church now as our home church, our sending church. This is our church family now. And uh, we're, we feel very blessed by that. And as Jimmy kind of mentioned already, when we first met, my wife was eight months pregnant with our daughter, Faith, and she's going to be 12. That just shows how long this journey together has been. And when the first team came to Estonia, our son was seven days old. And we had an intern that worked with the team. And so the church had just been going above and beyond to serve the gospel outside of these walls. And for us personally, we, the first time we shared was over at the high school. Uh, we were here for the grand opening of Hangar 61, and we also were privileged that you sent out one of your best to Estonia, Beth Ann Erickson, uh, who we just have the privilege of working with, and we just love her, and we just love seeing what God is doing in and through her ministry. So I personally want to say thank you for caring and loving and supporting for her and her ministry as well. So as I was preparing for this message, I was toying with a couple of different things. What do I want to share? What would be the one thing that I could, that maybe I can bring forward, a scripture or something? And I was sharing a story about what happened to me with one of my fellow coworkers who actually is a missionary in Uruguay. And he's like, that's your story. That's the scripture. Keep telling that story. So thanks to my friend Dave. I'll be sharing that this morning. But before we dive into that, um, I want to read the scripture for you. It's 1 Peter 3.15, and God brought this verse to my heart um, in 2019, and I've seen how over and over again through 2019, uh, pandemic of 2020, and our transition back here on home assignment for two months, 
uh, how God keeps revealing himself through this verse. So let's read together. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Lord, thank you that we have the opportunity that we can come together to worship you. And Lord, I just pray as I uh, share the words that they will not be my words, that they will be your words. And let it be an encouragement and a challenge for each and every one of us, including me. Lord, we love you and pray to give you the glory in your son's name. Amen. So always be prepared. That's the line that stuck out. So it's kind of ironic as I was trying to prepare for this. I didn't know what to do. So being prepared. So the scripture came to me while I was on a student photography trip with crew of Estonia. And we left Estonia and we went up into the Arctic to do various different things. Dog sledding, hiking mountain, taking pictures of northern lights, um, like the picture right there that I have. And... Um, but before we go into that story a little bit, I want to give you a little background on the book of First Peter, where the scripture that God revealed to me up into the Arctic. Uh, Peter obviously wrote the book, and he is one of the 12 disciples. He wrote this letter to a group of Christians in churches that were scattered throughout Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. And uh, he had probably had preached the gospel in various of these churches, these churches at that time were suffering from religious persecution. And Peter's letter was to encourage his readers to endure the suffering and persecution, that they would remain faithful in times of distress, knowing that God would vindicate them and that they would certainly enjoy the salvation that the Lord had promised. Even in these difficult times, in these stressful times, he's like, always be prepared. Be prepared for anything. And as I keep looking at this verse over and over again. Um, the story I'm going to share is not about me. It's about what God did through my mistakes, my shortcomings, my, my, my faults, and how God still kept his promise, and he was faithful through all of this. So let me ask a question. How many of you love the pack for a trip? Oh, we got one right there. I didn't think I saw a single hand in the first thing. I know, I know I'm a missionary, I know I travel around, but I do not like the pack. I don't like it, I'm not organized, I don't give myself enough time. And now my wife, thank goodness, she has the list that you can check off. She has, oh, this is how many days that we are going to be gone, how many nights, and it's all orderly. But when I pack, I pack more like this. I uh, just throw stuff on the bed, I don't know what I'm taking, I don't know if I have enough, maybe I'll forget my toothbrush, I mean... I don't really want to forget those kind of things, but miraculously, I was able to get everything together thanks to the guidance of my wife and stick it in that backpack for the Arctic trip. So the purpose of the trip, um, they go to the Arctic every year, uh, crew, to engage students um, in, in discussion into conversations of the gospel through common talents and hobbies that we have. And they, I am a photographer. I love to do photography. I love to go out in the nature and just try to capture the beauty that God has out there for us to enjoy. And the team has asked me year after year to go, and I just couldn't make it work. I didn't feel right about it. But in 2019, at that time, I was an interim pastor 
of a church plant in Tartu, and our church was meeting inside their facility. They had a cafe that was open to the public, so we had church right in the cafe. So they said it would be really great if you could come and be able to connect with these students and invite them to church or invite them to the cafe to learn more about Jesus. It just seemed like a natural fit. So they got me all excited. I'm like, yeah, this sounds perfect. I can go to the arts. I can do photography. I'll have a chance to share Jesus with students. So to give you an idea where we're coming from, so Tartu, Estonia is in the southern part of the country. It takes three hours to get to the border. A ferry across is another three hours. It takes 18 hours to get up to the top of where Sweden and Finland connect, and another 12 hours to get all the way over to the Lofoten Islands of Norway. The entire trip takes over 40 hours by van. Now, I'm like, perfect. Lots of time, right? 40 hours, lots of time to get to know people. Well, things turned out a little different than what I thought they would be. So we're going in January, so you know there's not much light in the sky at that time. You're, you're above the Arctic Circle. And um, we were riding in a minibus, and you can see there's like a bunch of stuff behind me. I'm just afraid that they don't hit the brakes, and a suitcase will kind of come behind and hit me in the head. So I was in the back of the van. I was in the middle. There's this much like room. My legs are up like this. Imagine 15 hours. Oh, also, the heat in the van broke down. We, oh, it's 35 below zero in northern Finland. So we had to put the cardboard in there to try to, try to keep warm. I'm wearing snow pants, long john. I didn't have wool socks on me. I bought them at a gas station just trying to stay warm. But I'm like, it's okay, because it's my chance that I can share about Jesus with others. One thing about the Estonian culture that you quickly learn about is if they don't know you, they don't feel the need to talk to you. They want to engage their energy and their time into people that they really know. And there's a good thing with that. You can, once you get to know someone, you can dive deep. You can have a deep friendship, deep conversation. But that all takes time. So while I'm writing 18 hours on that first day, I couldn't talk to anyone. All, all the students were just quiet. The entire time, try to get the name, just quiet. So that kind of brought to my attention. I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not able to talk to anyone. So then we spend the night and we wake up and it's a beautiful Arctic morning. And then we continue on to go up to Norway. So it's another 12 hours to get to where we want to go. 10 hours into the trip, again, no one will talk to me. I'm texting my wife. I'm like, this is, this is hard. I've been doing ministry. I've been serving in Estonia at that time, seven, eight years. But this is tough. And I'm feeling discouraged. And I felt defeated. Plus, there's still no heat. And the night before, our cabin heat also broke down. So I don't know what God was trying to teach me in that moment to trust him, even when all the heat goes out. Um, but we survived. We were OK. But so I realized about 15 minutes before the Norwegian border, I'm not giving this to God. I'm trying to do this all on my own. Just constantly just thinking, I have the plan. I got it all figured out. And um, I just pulled out my phone because I could barely get anything out. And I opened my Bible and it went to, and where I was in my study was in First Peter's. 
And so um, I read these verses, 1 Peter 3, 14 to 17. Now this was the scripture that really stuck out with me while I was reading it. So let's read it together. And over here so you can see. Uh, but even if I should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. I felt like through the loss of heat, the loss of conversation, I felt alone, I felt isolated, I felt defeated. Do not fear their threat, do not be frightened, but in your heart revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this in gentleness and respect. Always be prepared to give an answer. I'm ready. I thought I was ready. I was constantly waiting, trying to have conversation, but I couldn't do that. I had to wait. But the verse that really stuck out, but do this with gentleness and respect. And you're going to understand why God brought those words to me. Uh, continuing on in verse 16, keep a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. But for it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So we get to the border, and we are up in the mountain. There's drift, there's ice, there's darkness, there's wind. It's cold, and we get stopped at the tollway. And I was so happy to see this building because I knew I could get out and get warmed up in this building while they do their routine check. So I was happy, right? So, they, so everyone in the group is Estonian except me, and they ask for all of our IDs. So my Estonian ID is pink, so like my residency card, but all the other Estonian cards are blue. So you pull them all out, and it looks like the old maid in the deck, you know, the pink card, you don't want to pick that card, you know. And um, the, the person, the officer working at the border was like, oh, who's the pink card? Oh, that's me. Oh, I see you're from America. Yes, yes, I am, and I live in Estonia. And he's like, oh, so what are you doing here? What's the purpose? Oh, we're doing a photography trip up in the Arctic to take northern light, do hiking, those different things. He took my card, and he's like, what's your job? And he flipped the card over, and on my card, it says, pastor. So I'm there on a, a religious visa. As soon as he saw that, the color in his face just drained. And it went from semi-friendly to hostile on his face. He became very sarcastic. He became um, pushy. He became uh, just to a point where I was getting uncomfortable. And he's like, oh, so where's your Bible? And I was like, well, it's packed away in the back, but I have my phone. What are you studying? What are you teaching on? And he starts drilling me questions before I know it. They took me, and they took me out. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the border of Sweden and Norway. What is happening here? And they took me away, and they were asking me questions. They were drilling me with questions. I had four guys in the room. I am so confused what's going on here. And they just kept pushing and just kept pushing and kept pushing me, kept asking questions, kept pressuring me. And um, remember that whole thing about gentleness and respect? I come from an Italian family. Anyone know anything about Italian? 
we kind of get hot about things, you know. We kind of just deal with it, and then we move on. That's just how we are. But in that moment, I felt like God gave me those scriptures to do gentleness and respect. That's hard, especially when I haven't done anything wrong. And so after an hour of this, they finally let me go back to where the van was. And they're like, okay, we need to check every camera. We need to check all the pictures. We want to take the seats out. We want to open suitcases. We want to do everything. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. And the whole time, they're only talking to me. The other 15, 17 people are just waiting. They're just waiting for me. And so I was like, I don't understand what is happening here. So I keep asking questions, and they keep asking me questions. So what happened was, what came out, and by the way, as I'm telling them all this stuff, I'm sharing the gospel with them because they're asking me which verses I'm reading and why I'm reading those and what's the point. So in the midst of all this, I'm like scratching my head, like what's, what's going on here? So what ended up happening at, at the end, they go, to be honest, we had one question in mind. Why would an American ever be with a group of Estonian? That's what they asked me. It doesn't make sense. Why would you move to Estonia to be in the church, to be with Estonian, and go all the way up to the Arctic with these students? It doesn't make sense. And before I know it, I only have one answer. And so I share this all with them. And what they thought was that I was a drug leader. <laughs> to be clear, I am not. Nor was I ever. And that the Estonians were my workers. And I was like, no, 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 no. And um, so anyway, so that all happened. They finally let me go back to the group of people. It's been about two hours at this point. So all of a sudden, I went from three days of no one talking to me to two hours of interrogating questions and assumption and saying a million words a minute and all while I'm trying to be doing it in gentleness and respect. So then I go back to the group. So this group that I had, was not connecting with at all, all of a sudden they all huddle around me. And they're like, oh my goodness, are you okay? What happened? And before they kept asking me the similar question, they're like, we saw your hand went, aren't you mad what happened? And so I was sharing with them, well, they saw my ID and they saw that it was, I'm a pastor. And then they're like, well, what happened next? Well, they asked me to see my Bible, and I have it on my phone. Really? What next? And before I know it, at that moment, I was able to share the gospel message to all of them right then and there. Right there in the toll, on the border of Norway and Sweden. And I'm just reminded through the scripture, always be prepared and the moment that I finally let it go and try to take control of it, and I gave it to God, and I read the scripture, and I prayed about it, God's like, watch me. Watch what I can do. And through that, praise God, someone with the crew leaders and ourselves became a believer, and they were baptized last summer. Isn't that cool? It was a team effort. Now, not all of them are believers. Some have heard the gospel. So continue to pray for those young people that did hear the gospel at the border there. Some of them, when we got back to Estonia after the photography trip, they were helping us set up church 
in the crew cafe, even though they didn't believe. So God had just opened the massive doors there. And on top of that, once we got into Norway, we had seven days together. And I was able to have a conversation individually, one-on-one with all 15 of them. And so just amazing how God works in that way. Always be prepared. And what I love about this morning, I know that God wanted that song to be sung this morning, I See a Victory, what the enemy plan to use for evil. He's going to turn around and use it for good. And I saw that in that moment, that he, the enemy was trying to stop what's happening here. And you can't stop God. So, as I think about those scriptures, what can we learn from that? What can we take away from it? What can I learn from the mistakes that I made that I can share with others? So hopefully they don't make the same mistakes I did. So, in verse 14, it says, But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. The first time I shared this message was at a church in Boston in 2019, and I found a quote from a pastor um, from Stonebriar Community Church in Frisco, Texas, near where my parents uh, used to live, and he spoke these words. Now remember, these words were spoken pre-pandemic. It's kind of kind of gives you kind of a whole different understanding of what's being said here. And it says, unjust and unforeseen suffering is one of the great problems that grips the hearts of people today. Pre-pandemic times, we struggle with the frustration, anger, and uncertainty when trials, strange and unexpected lands on our doorstep, too often in those most difficult moments of our lives, confusion reigns while contentment wanes, questions arise while prayer subsides. And so that, it's just a reminder, like, we are not to be frightened in uncertain time. So even when I was up in the Arctic in the confusion and I was isolated, I was alone, I was un- not understanding what was happening, I didn't need to be fearful. I have Christ in my life. He will guide me through it. Then in verse 15, but your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Revere, honor. Honor Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone. Everyone. doesn't say a few people, this person over here. We're called to be prepared for everyone at any time, whether you're in the Arctic, whether you're in the jungle, whether it's your next-door neighbor. We're called to be prepared all, always to, to answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So if there's Italians in here, we, we all got to work on that one. Uh, that's a tough one for us. But um, how can we do that? How can we accomplish? How can we honor Christ? Well, first, it really, it's, for me, I realized it's just being in his word. When I realized I was in the van and I wasn't giving it to him, I wasn't opening the Bible and studying the word. I wasn't reading it. I wasn't meditating on it. And I was reminded in Joshua 1, 8 through 9, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may have care, so you may be careful to everyone written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So when we meditate and we, we read the word and we study it, we'll, we'll become successful because it's, it's a part of who we are. We will be honoring God in that way. 
Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous at any time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. There's that verse again. Do not be fearful. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I was reminded in that moment, he was with me in that moment. So study the word. Be in it. Meditate on it. Dig. If you're looking for, if you have questions, this is where we can find the answers. We just have to open it up. I was reminded of that that day. The second piece is, um, again, by praying. We should be praying about all things. If we're confused and we don't understand, or we're, we need to give it to God, is what I have learned. Once the moment I dug into the word and I prayed about it and I said, here, God, I, this, is too, this is too big for me. I, I need you. And with that, he was able to say, watch me work. Watch me do what I can do. In verse 16 and 17, it says, Keep a queer conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. And the piece that stuck out to me there is your good behavior in Christ. What does that even mean? Like I kind of asked myself that. What does that even mean? And I realized it's to be like Christ. Well, how do we do that? We mentioned reading the word, praying, and following his example. Just like when the Pharisees asked him, asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he answered it to love your God and to love others. And with that, with others, we see over and over again in the Bible, love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. And when we do that, we started, Mindy and I started a Bible study in Estonia, and the word for neighbor didn't make sense. It was the word ligimene. There's a separate word for neighbor in Estonian, but they use the word ligimene. So we started talking to our friends, like, what does that really mean? And it, it rocked my world. It literally means, it means any person that you come in contact with. And that radically shifted my understanding about love other than love your neighbor. It's about anyone that we come in contact with. And when we were really beginning to understand that word and understand that scripture, we realized that 95% of the people that we come into contact with in Estonia is in South Estonia. We do camps there. I'm sure you've seen Beth Ann's ministry, which she's involved in South Estonia. We help with churches, we help with youth leadership, we've done all these things, but 95% of it is in South Estonia. And so, while we were stuck in Estonia last year, God opened a different door that we were not anticipating. We had the desire to start this South Estonia outreach project because we've learned our Ligi Mene were 1.5% evangelical Christian. 98.5% aren't believers. We found out that there's 300,000 people in South Estonia. As we continue to dig more, there's five-plus five people groups with five languages in this one area. And two of those are considered unreached people groups. And it blew our minds away. And as we continue to pray about this project, and we were stuck in Estonia, we realized, ooh, a rise church can't come this summer. No one's allowed to go anywhere. We realize we have no staff, no mission trips, no teams, no interns. 
no boss to come over, no one. It was just my wife and I. And uh, while the U.S. was closing down this summer, Estonia cases went way low in COVID, and we were wide open last summer. No restrictions in summer of 2020. Can you even imagine that? And so we found ourselves serving in different ways at different camps in ways we haven't done in years. And before we knew it, we were connecting with different youth and leaders, and we had a team being developed. These young Estonians inspired us. Um, and what we realized is in South Estonia, there's Christians in various parts of the region. But sometimes there's one of two Christians, or there's a small group, and they said while they're serving, they feel isolated. So we developed a team so we could be able to be an encouragement. We can pray for one another. We can help each other with ministry goals. We can see how the gospel can be spread even further because we're better together. And uh, we had opportunities to mentor you. And so on the left in that picture, Toivo and Lisa, Lisa became a believer in 2010 at our teen adventure camp. And she was the one that from a rural community in South Estonia, and she realized no one else in her community knew Christ. And she kind of began to share her story with us way back when about how she desired the gospel to be spread in her community. So recently they have been missionaries um, in Africa, and they've moved back to South Estonia because God called them back home, and they bought a farm. And on their farm, they're planning to build five cabins to have a place that can be held for Christian camps. This just happened. And then, one hour before we got on the airplane to come to America three weeks ago, I get a text from Toivo, and he's like, praise God, we've secured a location for the Alpha course, which is a course that's Bible 101, it's an introduction to Christianity to help people understand what it's all about and, and the scriptures. And while he secures this location, he, he shared with me that it's literally the first outreach solely dedicated to this people group, the Seto people, which is in the very southeastern corner of Estonia bordering Russia. And so that will be launching this fall. So we secured the location, secured the funding, and we're all praying. So I ask you guys to join us in prayer for Toivo and Lisa as they take on this effort to outreach into this community. And the Seto community has a very strong pagan background. So this is a unique opportunity that we are able to do with them. Then we have Aina Kay, who's on the top there. She's a young woman. Uh, she is a nurse, and she worked in the COVID ward throughout the entire pandemic. And while she was still doing that, she was a youth leader at the local church in another part of South Estonia. And Mindy and I have known her for a while, and we've known the church, and they are the only church in their county. And she wrote saying they're doing their citywide camp again. There's 1,500 people in her town, and they already have 150 kids signed up for the camp. 10% of the town. Isn't that amazing? And so they will be presenting the gospel, and they want to see that entire town know Jesus. So we're helping out with that. We're mentoring. We're praying. We're brainstorming with her on that. And then the last picture is Laura, the picture with Mindy. So one of the un unique things we were able to do uh, is to do some of the old jobs we used to do at camp. Has anyone uh, washed dishes at a camp? Anyone do that? No? Oh, there's a couple hands back there. Oh, well, you were in Estonia with us, so you washed dishes with us in the past. <laughs> so Mindy was washing dishes, and she met Laura. 
and she got to hear her testimony, and she was so inspired by her story, and she joined our South Estonia team last summer, and she will be, uh, I could tell the story, but Laura can tell it better than I ever could. So we have a little video that Laura would like to share with you. Ma olen Laura, ma olen 15 ja ma olen pärit mustlast. See on üks väike selline alevike Viljandimaal, kus ei ole siis aktiivselt kogudust ja üks minu suurtest plaanidest, kui nii saab öelda, on siis tuua inimesi lähedamale kogudusele. Ma seisan siin oma koolies, kus käib 275 õpilest ja neist kaks ainult käivad koguduses millest üks olen siis mina ja teine ma subranna, kes mida üldse tutvustas kristlastele ja ma olen kuidagi panud mis südamesse et ka siin võiks toimuda midagi noortele inimestele, kes elavad siin kes ei jaksa ärgata hommikul vara üles et minna kirikusse pühapäeviti või noh, üldse võib tunduda see pool tundi sõitu igav ja kas on mõte, et panna üldse oma aega selle alla edasi tagasi võtab see aega tund aega ja see on päris palju aega et siin mustes võiks koha peal olla väikene kas kodugrupp või selline piibli uurimisgrupp et see oleks super kui te saaksite palvetada selle eest ja kui te saaksite palvetada minu eest et kui mina seda hakkaks siis juhtima ma oleks väga tänulik selle eest see oleks väga tore kui inimesed siis Ameerikas või siis mindi ja kriksi saaksid paletada just selle eest, et mul oleks tarkust, kuidas seda teha, millal seda teha ja et jumal annaks ka mingil määral võimalusi ja et oleks need inimesi, kes oleks sellest huvitatud. I go to church in Viljandi and I have to wake up six on Sunday mornings to go because my bus goes at 7.40 and it arrives like 8, 10, something like that. So it really takes an effort and I understand when people don't want to do that, especially people who are just like coming to Christ. So I have to wake up at 6 to get to church at 11. So yeah. So there's people like Laura in South Estonia that just has the desire to really see the gospel spread. She was 14 when she got the call. And this video was made last fall, but I'm, I'm happy to say we're launching that Bible study this fall. It will be the first church in her community ever. And it's being done by a 15-year-old girl. And so it just... Um, it's just it's overwhelming to hear her story, and I just love her heart. I love her vision. I love her fire for Jesus, and it's a reminder that we just got to always be prepared to share the hope. And she's been trying to prepare for this this fall, trying to invite her students. So I ask you to just join us in prayer for these young leaders that we're working with. We have some other people that are potentially joining the team. We already have three churches that have partnered with us on this project that we can work alongside to see the gospel in every community in South Estonia. That's our vision, that's our call. And um, we just wanna go beyond the four walls of the church.
and Arise has been a big part of that. And I'm so excited to say the Arise team will be working with Laura this summer as well at the sailing camp. So pray for them as they um, will have a chance to get to know her, to encourage her in the vision that God has given her. So uh, I'm going to close this in prayer. And uh, the worship team will be coming back up. But thank you for over 10 years of friendship, partnership, love, prayer, support. You're part of this. You're part of this uh, vision that God has given. And we're so thankful that we can be a part of that with you guys as well. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that you have given your son Jesus for us to give us the hope, the hope that we have. And Lord, I just pray that um, for these young leaders who are going against the odds, going against the culture, should go out to the 98.5% that still don't know you. So I just pray that you will give them the boldness, the courage, not to be afraid. Uh, pray for Mindy and I as we can find ways to encourage them, to mentor, to, be in, to do whatever it is to see the gospel spread. And Lord, I pray for, um, for all of Estonia for that reason, just to know you. And I pray also not only over there, that we pray for this community too, beyond these four walls in this Central Park community, that there's so many people that may not know you yet, Lord. I just pray that we will be prepared to give the answer, the hope that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. I just pray that we will remember that your scripture in First Peter, that we will find ways to have conversation, to do it in gentleness and respect, because it's all about you, Lord, and it's not about us. And I just pray that you prepare our heart for this final uh, worship time together, that we will make you the focus and the center of it all. We love you. We praise you. In your son's name. Amen. <laughs>